I want to welcome you to Memorial United Methodist. My name is Joe Cade. I'm the minister here. We're grateful that you're here. We've got some announcements to share with you before we begin our worship service. Um, we try to emphasize hospitality here, and we want you to understand that there's coffee and donuts in the back, and there's restrooms here. And every first Sunday, we have an exploring membership class. You go through these doors, and the social hall is the little building right in front of this building. Uh, we sit and we talk about what membership would be. We uh, uh, introduce ourselves to one another, and today is a special day. This is also our good news of the week. Confirmation starts today, uh, primarily for six church. Those two groups are going to be combined today, um, talking about the critical nature of uh, um, United Methodist theology and what we believe and what we do and how we do it, that sort of thing. Um, worship. Ash Wednesday uh, service will be in the sanctuary this Wednesday at 7 p.m., um, it's a brief service, but it's a powerful service that begins the Lenten season. Um, for those of you that um, attend uh, the um, Young at Heart uh, lunch, we will also have it there for those that do not want to drive at night. Um, you can pay attention to the announcements about that as well. There's a new book coming for the season of Lent. We're going to read a book again uh, through the um, next two months, and it's called Final Words from the Cross. It's things that Jesus said at the cross that we can uh, examine and uh, understand what it meant for him, what it meant for us, what it meant for God, and how we can take that Lenten journey towards Easter. We have a um, set list, permanent list of people who order books. We order for them on their behalf. But we also have a book-by-book -book list. If you know that you're on that book-by-book -book list, if you'll write in the attendance register today that you would like a book, and uh, we'll be glad to order one for you. Sunday night class for adults will not meet tonight. They resume uh, next Sunday at 5.15. And um, I'm going to call on Katie to come talk about Make-A-Swish. And while she's coming, I'll tell you we have program council next week at 2 p.m. We've divided our um, uh, main body into administrative and programming. Administrator thinks about our bills, our, our staff, our um, uh, things that you need to make sure you have in place. Program is thinking about our dreams. What do we want to be? Who do we want to be? How do we want to talk about it? That meets next Sunday at 2 p.m. because we have a concert at 3 p.m. Good morning. I'm Katie Jeter, and I'm the Director of Children and Family Ministries here at Memorial. The kids get together on Super Bowl Sunday to play basketball. So today is our annual Make-A-Swish fundraiser where the kids will have one minute to make as many baskets as they can on a goal that's appropriate height with their age. So we'll have preschool goals for the little guys and then the regulation goals for the older kids. So all the kids are invited to come to the gym today at 5. We'll have a pizza snack supper for everybody. And if you weren't here last week or didn't get a pledge card, we have those available again today. They're a little half sheet and they're on the back table where the black tablecloths are. And what we ask you to do is just make a pledge per basket of what you will donate um, based on what the mission kids make. So we'll keep like a scorecard as they play this afternoon and then the results will be mailed to you this week. This year we're supporting the STEP project. Um, I'm sure you've heard about that project and you'll be hear, hearing more about it in the coming weeks. So that's what the money will go to this year. If you have any questions let me know and again the pledge cards are on the back table this morning. Thank you. Thank you Katie. I'm going to call Adam is going to tell us about the pictorial directory and something having to do with Katie. Um, we mentioned last week that Katie is moving on from her position. We're um, very sad personally, but uh, professionally, but happy for her personally. 
Um, and we are going to celebrate that on the 28th. We're going to have one combined service this month on the last Sunday. It's going to be in the sanctuary, and then we're going to come over here for a meal. One combined service on the 28th. Hey, good morning. Um, most of y'all know who I am. I'm Adam Wycliffe. I run our website. I take pictures. I do other stuff. Um, one of the other things is the pictorial directory. Um, we are uh, we built one probably about about three years ago. Uh, we had 169 families have their photos taken. This year, we want more. Um, so March 3rd through the 6th is when our days are. If Right now we've got a, a, a whole bunch of slots opened up. You know, obviously if those slot, once those slots gets filled up, we'll open up some extra days uh, for photos. But uh, slots are filling up very, very quickly. So if you would like to get your family's photo taken uh, at a time of your choosing, uh, you just go to our website. It's greerchurch.com. On the left-hand side, there's a link. You can click on it and sign up your family. There's a, a large number of frequently asked questions. So if you have a question about the portrait session or who you can bring or what you can wear. Uh, take a look at those first. If you have any other questions about that, you can ask me. My contact information is on that page or you can hunt down Jane Rhodes as well. Um, we can answer all your questions. We're, I think we're going to have uh, laptops at the end of this service and over in the traditional service too. So if you'd like to sign up while you're here, you can do that too. You can also do it on your phone too. Um, it's all feedback. Um, so, again, if you have any questions, you can let me know or Jane Rhodes. Thanks. Thank you, Adam. If you have uh, prayer concerns that you would like to be shared with the congregation and also shared uh, with our Tuesday prayer group, if you'll raise your hand, we'll bring you a note card. You can, if you'll just write legibly, please, in print. Um, we'll make sure that we share that concern in the service and with our Tuesday prayer group. Today's a big day. It's Scout Sunday, so they're going to be participating in both of our um, services and it's also uh, beginning the kickoff of confirmation and so we're today we're talking about a foundation the significance of a foundation um, if you will please stand for the presentation of the colors you may place your hand over your heart and if you've served uh, you may uh, render a salute Or you can stay standing and sing with us. <laughs> Thank you. My hope is built on nothing less. 
in Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. on His unchanging grace In every high and stormy gale My anchor holds within the veil
Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, thank you for waking us up again so that we could come here uh, together with people that we love, um, a family, and uh, just worship you freely. We know that that's a gift that n not everyone has, um, so we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that this morning you speak through Joe, um, that it's your words and, and not his, um, and that our hearts are open to hear what you have to say to us. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen. Please turn and greet your neighbor and children come forward for the children's sermon. feel like they have extremely steady hands Emily do you feel like you've got good no. Sam Kevin all right Kevin come on, come on. can you be my helper all right who's somebody that has kind of steady hands Emily says she has kind of steady hands all right come on in one side of my bucket I have a brick and on the other side I have a tower made out of sand from Davis and B's sandbox and in my bucket I have little blocks like counting blocks and Kevin and Emily are both going to try to build a tower or a structure on their base so Emily has a foundation of what A brick. Good, Allie. And Kevin has a foundation of sand. Allie, we're out in Target this morning. Okay, so you guys get to work, and then I will tell a story while you guys are working, and we can see you working, okay? In Matthew 7, Jesus teaches us that wisdom comes from trusting in... Oh, no, Kevin... Oh, we'll keep working. We'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe just try to gently stack them. Maybe don't try to click them together. And so, Jesus says that true wisdom comes from trusting in him and his word. If we build our lives on the basis of God's truth, then we will be able to preserve the storms when they come. If our foundation is built on worldly desires in not God's wisdom that we will fail when they are tested. Kevin, look at, look at Emily, she's doing so good. <laughs> so, Jesus is the only worthy foundation we have because his death and resurrection is our only hope to overcome trouble. So, we can see 
All right, you, you can just stop there since, oh no, oh goodness gracious. Okay, see if you can get those four stood up again. So Emily's got me, oh no. So, obviously we're not starting a construction company this morning at church. So Emily has a nice tall tower that is somewhat stable. Kevin has done really good with his. He's got about six blocks up here built on play sand, so he's done really good. All right, so... I'm going to be a storm that's come through, right? All right, Emily's, when I pour water on M's, it just gets kind of messy, right? But the bricks stay still, right? The foundation doesn't go anywhere. But what about when I pour water on Kevin's sand? It all fell down and made a huge mess. So what does that teach us? Do we want to build our foundation on the solid rock of God's word and God's truth? Or do we want to build it on the sandy stuff that's really just junk? No. We want to build it on the hard, strong truth from God, right? All right, so let's close our eyes and say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for your strong truth. Thank you for letting us build our foundation on your strong truth. Help us to know the difference between strong truth and just sandy mess. In your name we pray. Amen. Today you've asked us to pray for Andy, for Boyce Hensley and Joe Wallace, for Michael Hubbard, and those that aren't said. We've also lost Mary Hayes. Mary Hayes died last night, and uh, we're going to do our best. We've supported her and going to do our best to be with the family in the um, days and weeks to come, and we'll let you know about her service. So we want to consider all these names, Mary, Andy, Boyce, Joe, and Michael, as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to express our concerns corporately. To understand that those around us have experienced illness or loss, and that we have as well. To understand that this life can be fragile though we don't notice it very often. But to equally understand that you are present amongst us and that you are the rock that we can lean upon. Help us understand, Lord, that illness is not in your will, but presence and love and prayer entirely are. And be with us in this service and throughout this week so that we may be that comforting voice, those listening ears, 
to those who need you the most. Inspire us this morning, Lord, as we pray the prayer you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. In January, we talked about the five major promises that we make in membership and in supporting people who are joining and um, supporting people who are participating in a baptism. And starting next week, we start with our new Lenten series um, based on the book of what Jesus said on the cross. So we had one week that was in between the two. And so I thought it'd be fun to celebrate the scouts and to celebrate confirmation by talking about a foundation, how critical a foundation is. And so we looked at Matthew 7, verse 24. Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. All of our CEP kids, I sing this song with them quite frequently and have all sorts of fun hand motions that we do and maybe sometime we'll, um, uh, we, we gotta do that in a concert sometime with the CEP. I want you to look at Manhattan. There's a section of really tall skyscrapers and then a valley and then a section of really tall skyscrapers. Um, researching this, I thought that was about um, the foundation that was below them, but you know, you'll get different theories as to why. My point in looking at that picture is the incredible advances in technology and steel and building allowed them to go from a three-story building, four-story building to a 50, 60-story building. But everything a human ever did would not have mattered on that one spot were there not an incredible hundreds of millions of years old rock structure under it. None of it would matter. You do whatever you wanted. I, um, they, they rebuilt all the barracks at the Citadel while I was there, tore them down, and um, they would rebuild one beside me. And if you've ever been in the Lowcountry when they're building something substantial, they just do pile drivers all day long. It's just a machine banging that pile driver in. And there's about one every, feels like a couple feet, forever just to build a structure four or five stories high. Manhattan needs that foundation. Now here's the other image I want you to look at. This is Jesus um, preaching to them beside the Sea of Galilee. Sermon on the Mount. Giving them all sorts of instructions. And I've been there, at, uh, at, you know, all around the lake. Who knows exactly where it happened. But I've been there, and it really does lean down towards the lake in a beautiful way. Um, and Jesus used those images all the time. He always liked to say is like or is, using metaphors or similes. He wanted to do that so that people could understand the nature of what he was talking about. They might not understand deep theological principles, but they understood what it was like to be a farmer, or what it was like to be a shepherd, or what it was like to build a house and have a foundation. And so... On the one hand, he's saying you've got to have a foundation on your house. The other hand, it's a, it's a uh, simile. He's just finished teaching them. He's just in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, he's talking about fairness. He's talking about relationships. He's talking about generosity. 
he's talking about prayer. He says, these things, you know, if, if y'all want to follow me, let me just set the tone with what we're going to talk about and how we're going to do it. We're going to talk about relationships, how you relate to one another, your loved ones, your, uh, the people that you marry. I guess it's the same people. Uh, uh, family, people that you marry, people that you work with, your neighbors. How are we going to talk about those relationships? How are we going to talk about generosity with the things that you have? How are we going to talk about prayer, beginning and ending what you do? Okay. Fairness, the, the word that he uses all the time is justice. But when we think of justice, we think of, um, you, know, or I, you know, I'm inclined to think of the, uh, a Western where a guy's coming into town or a judge that's laying down a heavy fine for something that's happened, something that's been wrong, jail time. He's talking about fairness. How are we going to relate to one another? And so he says, if you use these teachings as your foundation, then it will be like you building your house on a rock. Verse 25 says, The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall, because it has the foundation of the rock. So let's look at our second phrase, the image of the floods. Now, I don't have to talk a whole lot to South Carolinians about a flood, especially in the Midlands, my goodness, what those people experienced. And there's probably been multiple experiences where you've been somewhere, wherever you lived, and there was a flood coming. And water is one of the most frightening things there can be. But if he's talking about an image, he's talking about the things that are coming into your life that are going to pull you back from your ability to do what you want to do. So if you're thinking about those four words, relationships, fairness, generosity, and prayer, what's going to pull you back from being able to do those things? Greed. Fatigue. The other people aren't playing fair. Why do I have to play fair? Okay. The interesting thing is that guy built on the rock and the rain came anyway. Paying attention, doing what you want to do, listening to God will not prevent dangerous, scary things from happening in your life. See, I think so often we think, well, I don't know why this is happening to me. I try to live a good life. It's going to happen. The question is, are you ready for it by these practices, by having these practices? He says, I want you to listen intently. I want you to follow the best of your ability. I want you to love God and I want you to love others. But guess what? Really bad things are going to happen to you. And these are not related. The fact that you are doing these things in the midst of difficulty is what's going to bring you through and your people through. Verse 26 says, But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, it's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. So our next phrase is, The weather does not discriminate. Okay, the exact same description happened to the guy who was paying attention and to the guy who... Uh, I don't know, this seems like a good place. Just sort of going through life willy-nilly. The rain came in both ways. Whether you're listening intently or ignoring completely. Whether you're following to the best of ability or doing whatever you want. Whether you're loving God and loving others or resenting God and resenting others. The rain is coming. We're going to get sick. 
we're going to have difficulty in our jobs. We're going to have struggles in the church. You're going to have things in your community with your neighbors, whether you do one thing or the other. He says the difference in your life and in the lives of those around you is if you are trying to live in my name, it will give you the strength and the courage and the purpose to move forward. Verse 28 says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowd were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. That's, um, <laughs> you know, I'm not a teacher of the law, but I'm the one that speaks to you most frequently about Scripture. And if someone walked in the door and said something to you that was so frank and so real, and you were like, wow, this guy acts like he knows what he's talking about. Unlike this guy over here, who speaks to us 52 times a year. <laughs> right? These guys, they were the respected people. They're the ones interpreting for us. Many of us can't even read, much less read this high-level thought. And they're like, who is this? This guy from Nazareth? This carpenter is talking to us like he knows a little bit about these major subjects. And he does. He is the embodiment of the law and the love and the purpose of God. So here's what I want you to pray for this week. Two major foundational elements. Word and practice. Understanding what we're doing and then trying to do it to the best of our ability. I want you to pray for two groups. I want you to pray for our confirmants as they go through this process of understanding who they are, what this church is, what the United Methodist Church is in general, what worship is, all these significant things, because that will be their foundation for the difficult things that happen in church, for the amazing things that happen in church. Which one's harder? To stay, keep your eye on the ball when it's going really, really badly? Or are you super focused when it's like that? Or when things are super successful and you start to think, wow, you know what? Doing a pretty good job here. I ought to get some awards pretty soon. There ought to be some trophies in this pretty soon. There ought to be some recognition in this pretty soon. Both of them can be difficult. Pray for these confirmands as they think about United Methodism, about sacraments and what they mean to us, about the United Methodist Church. Pray for our scouts their connection to our church and their connection to our community. Helping others, physical fitness, mental alertness, moral strength. These are things that they are trying to teach one another. And guess what? Pray for the leaders. You'd be surprised how many times a leader in any venue will learn something amazing from the one that they are teaching. Pray for both of these groups, the participants and the leaders, that they may build a foundation in the name of God to live in this community and support it regardless of the rain or the shine. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your call on our lives. We thank you for your constant presence. We thank you for your patience as we wonder out loud and to one another if you care or if anyone cares when difficult things happen to us. 
We thank you for your patience when things are going well and we say, hey, can we sit beside you in heaven? Can we have the best seat? We thank you for those around us who are supporting us. We thank you for people who are willing to participate in adventures that will push them beyond their current boundaries. We thank you for leaders who are willing to give their time and their experience and their wisdom to the participants. Help us, Lord, as an entire church to pray and support the confirmation class and the scouts. For it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Please stand and join me in the affirmation. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to remain standing for our communion liturgy. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. That corporate admission a falling short is critical, but equally critical is the understanding that God is willing to forgive us. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. If you all will turn to one another and offer signs of peace and reconciliation and love, you can simply say, peace be with you. And then you may be seated. The scouts will now collect our offering. We give our tithes and other offerings.
foundation, you saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in His excellent Word. What more can He say than to you He has said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? He is with us, so be not dismayed, for He is our Savior, sustainer and strength. He'll be our defender and cause us to stand, upheld by His merciful almighty hand. says the Lord will press on enduring the darkness of storm and though even hell should endeavor to shake he'll never no never no never
Jesus had a very simple meal with very simple people who were struggling to comprehend what was going on in Jerusalem, why they would be so angry with him, what they were going to do if his life was threatened, if their life was going to be threatened, what that meant for their relationship. They were thinking all sorts of complicated thoughts without their eye on the ball. And Jesus sets the tone with a meal in the midst of that storm where he takes two very simple elements. He took bread, he broke it, he gave it to his disciples and he said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. took the cup and he said take and drink this is my blood of the new covenant again an image that has been with those people for centuries the new covenant he says this is my new opportunity that I'm giving to you to follow me in the United Methodist Church all who want to come forward for Holy Communion are welcome to do so I'm going to invite my servers to come forward and help me we serve by intinction which means uh, I'll, uh, or Lynn will give you a piece of bread. You'll dip the bread into the cup and eat it and then return to your seat for a time of silent prayer and reflection until we end. If you'll come by the middle aisle as your row is up and then return by the outside aisle. I think it's total fun to have so many um, ministers in this congregation, both active and retired. Lynn is one of our examples. Um, she is not only a school teacher at Chandler Creek, um, but she's also a minister at Piedmont Park in the community and uh, comes and worships with us every Sunday and then goes and leads worship with them every Sunday. It's, uh, uh, it's a big deal. So um, Lynn will be serving with us today and, and two band members. So um, let me call you forward and um, we'll serve communion. We do, um, we do have um, gluten-free elements. Should you need that, they're on the uh, altar. If you'll just grab one as you're coming by.
Let us pray. Lord, you have called us to repent individually and corporately. You have granted us forgiveness individually and corporately. You've invited us all to your table to receive a new covenant. And we ask that you may help us to make that covenant the foundation on which we stand in your name. Amen. Please stand and sing with us again. to serve let your ears ring ring long with what you've heard and may the bread on your tongue leave a trail of crumbs to lead the hungry back to the place you are from and take service special. Scouts, we're so grateful that y'all are with us, um, both on our campus permanently and uh, in worship with us today in uh, this service and at 11. Go in peace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the power and presence of the Holy Spirit go with you all. Amen. If you'll stay in your spot, the scouts are going to retire the colors.
in peace. One, two.